Looking for a new and healthier way to unwind? I was too, and then I tried Recess Mood. Recess Mood replaced that after-dinner alcoholic beverage for me, so I saw a difference in both my mood and my belly. It's made with real fruit, it is only 20 calories, and it contains no added sugar. Recess Mood is infused with functional ingredients like mood-lifting magnesium and stress-balancing adaptogens, so you can relax without the alcohol or the hangovers. Recess Mood tastes great, too, and comes in four different flavors. My favorite flavor is the Strawberry Rose. So whether you need a moment away from the errands, work, and kids, or you just need a moment of chill during dinnertime chaos, Recess Mood is where it's at whenever you need to relax and unwind. You deserve a healthier way to unwind. Head to takearecess.com slash RLRC and get 15% off Recess Mood, your go-to alcohol replacement. In Florida, a U.S. Navy SEAL attacks his girlfriend before she is saved by a good Samaritan. In Texas, a shooting at a fair leads to panic. And in Atlanta, an online date turns into a dining dash. These stories and more are coming at you today, Wednesday, October 18th on Real Life Real Crime Daily, and I'm Jim Chapman. And I'm Woody Everton. And I'm Mike Agavino. Happy Wednesday, boys. Hump day. Hump, 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 so let's hump start day, with one of you two doing some explaining hey, here. Yeah, yeah, a little bit double explaining. First of all, I want to say all you lifers out there know I suck at names as part of my OCD block, but I never forget a face. And I love, love, love Parish Forensics and Louisiana Pet Crematory and Roy and the Christens. Evidently on on yes on Monday's episode, uh, I Monday's said, episode, I, I said Karens. I was thinking of Mama Karen Ortolano, uh, uh, who I worked with so many years. And hey, you, Kristen, Kristen, I apologize. We love y'all. Well, if you were thinking about Mama Karen Ortolano, that's a major compliment, actually. Yeah, yeah, so, right, yeah. The, uh, so I just, I it. just. Yeah, you know, some people's OCD is checking doorknobs or washing their hands a thousand times a day. Mine is I can never get a name correct. The, uh, but it's okay. I apologize, but it won't be the last name that I screw up. I can assure you that. But it wasn't personal. Now, further explaining to do is we had said we were going to do the egg smashing. Sorry for any confusion on that. The uh, I thought it was Tuesday. Uh, we. We got confused between Tuesday and Thursday, and so now we're going to do it on Thursday, which is Thirsty Thursday, which is probably a better day because we can maybe you, you do can, something about our thirst after we're done getting you can, egged. You can drink the eggs like Rocky <laughs> I can, did. I can, I can break Rocky's record. I actually looked at that. Uh, somebody ate 44 hard-boiled eggs. Uh, disgusting. And, and it wasn't that Joey Chestnut guy. He was actually yeah. in the competition, but somebody beat him. Wow. 44 in some ridiculously short, I mean, a matter of minutes. Yeah. And you just see this guy just throwing hard-boiled egg after – I mean, you have to chew him. You yeah. can't just swallow right. him. It's nasty. That's crazy. Very nasty. That's another contest I won't be involved in. But um, – all of Louisiana, all the elections and stuff that are going on, we congratulate everybody and 
even for standing up and running. And as you one, we congratulate you too. Let's get into some crime time for Wednesday. U.S. Navy SEAL Kyle Rogemoser was celebrating his promotion before he landed behind bars for pummeling his girlfriend in their Florida hotel room. As she begged for help, a good Samaritan heard her cry and stormed into the Doubletree Hotel room in Jacksonville and rescued the woman before calling 911. As the witnesses spoke to responding officers, uh, on October 7th, he spotted Rogemoser 36 strolling through the lobby and pointed him out to deputies. Rogemoser, who had a large red abrasion on his neck, was arrested on one count of misdemeanor domestic battery shortly after midnight. He appeared to be extremely intoxicated and repeatedly told deputies he could not understand his Miranda rights. The couple arrived at the hotel around 5 p.m. and they shared an alcoholic beverage. The drink was followed by a celebratory dinner at the hotel for the suspect's promotion to chief in the Navy, and they were staying the evening. After the festivities, the couple went up to their hotel room and they got into an argument. The victim stated the suspect punched her in the mouth three times. She called for help. She heard a knock on the hotel door, opened it. The witness came in, picked her up, and took her downstairs to management until police were called. The woman's injuries were photographed and included red marks on her chin and her neck, as well as fresh blood on her bottom lip. Rogemoser was booked into the Duval County Jail on October 7th and released three days later after a family member posted his $5,003 bail, which sounds like a small bail for such an asshole. Yeah, well, he's also it's going to cost him a lot more money because he just got promoted to chief and he mm. will no longer be the chief. He's That's got right. A, he's got an answer to the military charges on top of the state charges. Yeah, I'm, I wonder how that works with uh, you know it's a civilian. He was obviously uh, in a arrested by civilian police. And, yeah. Uh, you're still under so command how does that work? when when you're enlisted or or signed in, whether you're an officer or enlistment, it doesn't matter. It's um, the um, uniform code of justice. You got to be prosecuted through the military and the the state side. Mm. So it's, it's a double. It's almost double jeopardy, but it's not because you signed up for it. You know you. It, you had to read the rules, and they they're going to hold you to a higher standard as they as, as they, they should. should. Right? Yeah, and you know the the crazy thing about this is the Good Samaritan bust in the room, and you there's a fucking Navy anything. Seal right, right. there. Yeah. And the Navy Seal didn't do anything to stop. It's like right, right. Yeah, yeah, it's crazy. You want to, you know, you almost want to change your mind at that point. And uh, chief, I mean, to make chief in the Navy Seals. Yeah, he's, he's been doing it a while. Yeah, he could kill you with right. one finger. Well, and how about that that guy? I mean, how, how many people respond when they hear something like that personally yeah. as opposed to right. calling uh, or 911 just, or, just or just calling downstairs and asking for security? I mean, the guy went right there. They might have people just walk by and be like, mm, none of my business. Mind your own right? business. Yeah, 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 that's what happens a or lot Or they of might times. be having kinky sex or something. I don't know. Uh-uh. Could so, be that too. Could be. Y'all like to go to the state fair? You ever been? 
I haven't been to the Texas State Fair. I'm trying to think, what State Fair have I been to? I used to go to the one that was here. Every uh, Well, I say here. Livingston Parish Fair? No, no, well, I've been to that one, too. But the, Baton Rouge uh, State Fair? The greater Baton Rouge yeah. State Fair or whatever. Baton they don't have that anymore? I don't know if they have it or not. I haven't, probably, I hadn't been since, like, high school. But I always wanted to wrestle the bear. They have a bear wrestling contest. <laughs> yeah, I don't remember the bear yeah, wrestling contest. The, uh, Is the bear the declawed? Bear, uh, the bear's trained to wrestle. He's not not to eat. I don't know. He has a nuzzle, uh, oh, had oh, a yeah. thing on over his mouth, not duct tape, but like a, a muzzle. Uh, yeah, a muzzle. My first concert ever was at the Baton Rouge State Fair. You know who it was? Who was it? DJ Jazzy Jeff and really? the Fresh Prince and <laughs> really? New Kids on the Block. Really? Yes, sir. Holy shit. That must have been. Wow. 88. Really hit it. Yeah. 89. I was probably there. Then I, the, the, uh, I didn't stay for the concert. Though. That was the first of what, 40 times you saw New Kids? How many times <laughs> yeah, you saw New Kids? Jim, Jim help you know knows Jim to help them do their choreo. No, he uh, he's he's That's done right. a couple of the dances for me. He's, right, he's, yep. he's gifted. But let me take you to the um, State Fair of Texas. Now, Texas fairs are pretty big, it's just like uh, everything else in Texas, is a little bit bigger. But the State Fair of Texas has been around for 137 years and was attended by more than two and a half million people in 2022. This year's fair had been off to a great start, but its uh, attendance exceeding last year's mark when all hell broke loose on Saturday night. Police said 22-year-old Cameron Turner opened fire, hitting three people and sending panicked fairgoers running towards the exit. I always said nothing clears a room like a little gunfire. Turner ran from the scene as well before being apprehended a short distance away. Three people were shot, two adult males and one adult female who suffered nine life-threatening injuries and were uh, listed in a stable condition. A gun was recovered from the scene and police charged her with three counts of ag assault after the shooter turned the family-friendly event into a chaotic scene. Paragoers posted videos to social media that show the frantic af- aftermath. A video posted on X taken from the top of the Ferris wheel, that's a pretty good vantage point, shows large panicked crowds quickly making their way toward the exit shortly after shots rang out at the fairground food court at around 7.45 p.m. Another video posted on TikTok showed the inside of the rodeo at the fairgrounds as a voice over the public address system can be heard telling the crowd, there is an active shooter outside, right? Some rodeo spectators hopped the fence to dash to safety across the rodeo arena, ignoring the announcers warning that there were bulls out of their pens. Mm. People just trying to get it and get Well, you can't blame them. Yeah. They, they, Another bull, running of the bulls. Bull, right? Catch the bull with a horn or a bullet in the ass. Yeah. Um, in a Twitter post, the Dallas uh, district council member said the shooting was sparked by a conflict between two people who knew each other. He also criticized Texas permitless carry law. Mm, I don't want to get that. Perm, uh, per, they don't have a permit. Yes. Yeah, so I, I, I think it, you can, you can open carry in Texas. Um, I'll, I'll have to check that. Yeah, no, that's what he's, what he's criticizing is you don't have to have a permit to carry. Yeah. But I wonder if it's open carry or concealed carry. Uh, like, cause you can open carry in Louisiana without a permit. Yeah, but you, the you do that, and I, I I'm all for it and stuff. But uh, you do that, and people are going to call nonstop. Oh, there's and, no doubt. And the yeah. cops are going to come check you out. 
Um, it's it, anyway. It says it's one thing to have a right to bear arms. It's another to have legislation like permitless carry that makes it easier for senseless. Oh, I, you're right. So they can carry without uh, the concealed carry license. That makes it easier for senseless acts of gun violence like this to be carried out in the state. Well, he's a fucking idiot because the, um, that's going to happen. It happens everywhere where they have permits or not. The Dallas uh, mayor called the fair a treasure event and expressed outrage at the violence. We will not tolerate this behavior, he wrote. Turner told police he was getting a drink in a food court when a group of people approached him. He claimed he felt threatened and fired his weapon in self-defense. <laughs> well, I'm pretty sure you're full of shit, too. Well, that's really the what should be the crux of the story, but they don't have right. they haven't put it together yet. I mean, was this guy threatened? They say that th- these are people that knew each other, yeah. so it wasn't a stranger. And right. uh, they, but you know, was there a threat, what, and did he need they, to respond that way to it? Well, they knew each other. He didn't. It doesn't. It doesn't have anything to do with, with the, uh, the permit law. We always warn women about being very careful using online services to meet men, but we seldom warn men about some of the women that are out there. Mm-hmm. And we're going to go to Atlanta to meet an anonymous woman. She's remained nameless, even though a video narrated by her was posted onto Instagram. It's posted by someone else. The video details the events leading up to and during her first date with this guy. And thankfully for him, he also remains nameless. She says she had met the gentleman weeks before and that he had been texting her, asking for her to come out with him for drinks. The woman wasn't much interested, but she found herself bored one day and decided that she'd reward his uh persistence and agreed to meet him for some drinks. She suggested they go to Fontaine's oyster bar. Mm. Not familiar with it. Anybody? No, no. It, uh, had some very good reviews on, on Yelp. Apparently one of the favorite spots to get oysters in Atlanta. Listen to this clip from her post as she's enjoying some oysters. I mean, enjoying a lot of oysters. Normally, I'd say you need to see the video for something like this, but this time I think the audio will suffice. Text me like, can we meet for drinks? And I'm like, yeah, meet me here. They got the best fucking oysters in Atlanta, like hands down. So I'm like, yes, I can get some content. Come on. It's so good. Y'all, when the fourth one came out, he was looking at me crazy. I didn't give a fuck. Okay, so she engulfs four dozen oysters, as you just heard. Woody recently educated me about the two things you need to know about oysters. One, you should only eat them in months that end in R, right? No, no, no. They're they're best in months that end in R. Best, best. This weekend, I got to take my father to Natchez, Mississippi, to the Route 61, and they had the biggest, saltiest oysters I've ever had in my time. I mean, this son of a bitch is this big wow. and just clean, clean and salty, salty. I didn't even have to put any sauce on them. Just they were that salty. Wow. And just slide right down your throat. Perfect. And the second thing that you told me is that they're a powerful aphrodisiac. This be true. So listen to this next short clip, and I think you'll agree with me that it seems... The aphrodisiac part is kicking in 
Of course, after eating 48 oysters, I'm shocked she didn't just tackle him right to the floor. So good. So after that, I'm like, baby, what's next? Now, I thought she was being sexual with her comments, but that was not the case. Apparently, she was still hungry. Listen to the next clip. Potatoes, mm, they were so good. And the crab cakes, everything was so good. 10, 10, baby. You don't ever see the guy's hands in this video. And that's because he never touched a single one of the oysters. So she's 48 oysters in flying solo when she decides, eh, I think I'll have some crab cakes and potatoes. So then suddenly she comes up for a breath of air and realizes something's not right in this clip. How the fuck does big say he going to the bathroom and never come back? Our friend now realizes that her date has exited stage left. He's also left $11 cash to cover the one drink that he had. She's burning mad now and texts him, quote, running out on a tab is crazy. He responds, quote, I offered to take you out for drinks and you ordered the entire menu. (laughs) I can cash app you the money for your drinks. Let's just say I doubt there'll be a second date here. The final bill was $184.87. He left her 11 before he slipped out of the restaurant. So, Woody, could she have refused to pay the bill herself and said that he asked her out and then skipped out on the tab? Have you ever had a situation like that where someone from a party skips out on a bill? We certainly had a lot of dying and dashes, but um, everybody dying and dashes, not just one person. Yeah, she. Yeah. I mean, she, so a partial Diane Dash at, is just effing video, over she whoever ate you're it with. all, and she's drinking a big Cosmopolitans and everything else. <laughs> that girl went there for a free ride, and she got she had to pay her own bill. Yeah, yeah. But anytime someone else is getting the bill, you let them order first, and you see what they order, right, and you right. never over order that. You know. Uh, <laughs> well, but he asked her out for drinks. Yeah, and. Drinks. She, she, she and went, she ordered she four, to pay. Do, four dozen oysters. Plus crab cakes and everything else. Hey, when my daddy taught my sisters, uh, said, when you go to on a date to, to a restaurant with a guy and he asks you there, always order the most expensive thing on the menu. And I'm like, why? And he said, because don't ever bring a girl to a place that you can't afford to pay for the most expensive thing on the menu. Yeah. She picked the place. Here. Yeah. Well. There you go. Yeah. So she she's the one out the hundred and well the two hundred dollars I guess. Yeah. I bet. I wonder if she left a tip. She left a <laughs> she left an embarrassingly small tip for the size of the bill, but I think she probably threw his eleven dollars cash on top of it because she only left fifteen dollars on a hundred and eighty five dollar tab. Funny. And by the way, I saw that video and those oysters weren't a quarter of the size ones we had this weekend. It's springtime, boys. The grass is green, the birds are chirping, and the kids will be out of school soon. That makes it the perfect time to plan a family vacation. And we know from the stories we cover that this is not exactly the time to take the family to the Caribbean. You don't want to end up in the middle of some cartel drug shootout. So this year, it's time to take an international journey. And of course, a big international trip is just one reason to learn a new language with Rosetta Stone. You might have a different one. Maybe you want to connect with family or friends living overseas. Maybe you want to acquire a new skill for work or better understand a certain culture. 
Rosetta Stone has helped me have fun with my mother and at least have partial conversations in Italian after only a few lessons. Rosetta Stone is the trusted expert for 30 years with millions of users in 25 languages offered. Spanish, French, Italian, German, Korean, Chinese, Japanese, Dutch, Arabic, Polish, and many more. Rosetta Stone immerses you in many ways. No English translation, so you really learn to speak, listen, and think in that language. Intuitive process, you pick up a language naturally. Designed for long-term retention. Speech recognition. The true accent feature is like having a personal trainer for your accent. Rosetta Stone is convenient and an amazing value. That's right, Woody. A lifetime membership has all 25 languages for any and all trips and language needs. That's lifetime access to all 25 language courses Rosetta Stone offers for 50% off. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, Real Life Real Crime and Daily Show listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com slash today. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com slash today. Sayonara. Shout out to Astro for sponsoring this episode and providing us with free samples. My allergies are throwing my whole morning off. Do I sound different to you? I love it. You sound like, <laughs> it's that time of year, though, bro. I sound different to me. I feel like I'm in a submarine. Yeah, well, have you tried Astro Pro? It's faster, bro. Oh. Right? Astro Pro is the first of its kind nasal allergy spray. It is the fastest 24-hour over-the-counter allergy spray. It starts working in 30 minutes while other allergy sprays take hours. Astro is the first and only 24-hour steroid-free allergy spray. Astro delivers full prescription strength indoor and outdoor allergy relief from nasal congestion, runny and itchy nose, and sneezing. Hey, I use this. And you should too, Jim. Last weekend, I planted my garden, and it's that time of the year, and my allergies really kicked up with it, right? I use Astro every time my nasal allergies flare up, and I'm always amazed at how fast I'm back in the game, down on those roads, playing my stuff. Get fast-acting nasal allergy symptom relief with Astapro. Go to AstaproAllergy.com for a discount so you can Astapro and go today. A-S-T-E-P-R-O Allergy.com. It's faster, bro. Uses directed for relief of nasal congestion, runny nose, sneezing, and itchy nose due to allergies. Astapro and go. Right. Natchez, Mississippi. Yeah, it's strange that they they have the best oysters, and every time I go there, like the better than everywhere in Baton Rouge. I mean, I I I told my buddy, I said we need to stake out this place and find out who's delivering these oysters, and 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 you know steal their truck or something, or at least get the inside (laughs) hook from them. They got to be coming straight from the boat. Right on, right on. Uh, So. You know, Woody has daughters. I have daughters. Um, I have a daughter. Mike, Mike has daughters. One. One daughter, no plural. Um, and so, especially at the age that they hit 18, 
or so. Uh You know, you start noticing dress codes are different these days with kids than when we were kids. Oh, sound like old men now. But you know, the the little bit like stuff they go out on the in the out of the house now in it's like what the hell? Um well, an Arizona father has had enough. Uh-oh. Of that. That's right. He's had enough. And, you know, in schools now, it, at least here where we're based out of, you have dress codes right. and they have to wear blue and khaki or whatever uh, and their collared shirts. And But in some states, they don't have dress codes. You just wear what you want. And uh, an Arizona father did not like the dress code that his particular school district had. He felt like they needed to change, and that is kind of like a law. It's, you Uh know, the law of that school district. And this Arizona father strips down to shorts and a crop top during a school board meeting to make a (laughs) statement about the district's new dress code. Uh, his name is Ira Latham. He's a father of four Higley School District students in Arizona. Uh, he took off his clothes during the board meeting to reveal short shorts and a crop top, an outfit he believes is inappropriate for students at school. In a video taken from the board meeting, and we have this video, and we're going to show it to you guys on Facebook, Latham is seen approaching the podium. Under the proposed policy, this would be inappropriate in the classroom, Latham says to the school board member before pulling down his shorts, pulling off his shirt, and revealing a crop top underneath. Uh, He then spins around to show the audience the outfit from all angles. (laughs) Latham said he wanted to make a statement about the updated dress code policy he thinks is too lax. As a dad, that's very concerned. I'm very concerned about my children as well as everyone else's kids in the district. I want to make a clear argument. The former policy, which hasn't been updated for more than 20 years, prohibits students from exposing their chest, abdomen, or midriff. However, the updated policy only restricts students from exposing their underwear. Before they had some guidance, but now they have no guidance. It's just Kids, cover your underwear, Latham said. However, Latham's stunt did not sway the board. They voted 3-2 to two in favor of the updated policy. Can you believe that? Tiffany Schultz, governing board president, said in a statement that Latham removing his clothes was a stunt that is great for news but had no effect on the meeting. He made a statement, and we carried on with our business. We heard from other speakers and moved on. As a board, we voted to ultimately let parents and families decide what's appropriate for them. It is the parents and families' choice as long as it doesn't disrupt the school day. It would be a non-issue. Schultz said the updated dress code is on par with other uh, uh, schools in the area. Strip clubs? With other strip clubs? (laughs) Strip clubs. The fact that we have adults advocating for our children to have less clothing is absurd to me, he said. Parents and board members who are against the change said they hope to re- visit the issue and i and you know when y'all see this video that's obviously really what caught my eye but you know this is a parent kind of standing up for uh what he deems and and probably when you see this outfit here's the you'll probably say yeah they don't need to be going to school like that if he was a little if he looked a little better in this outfit he might have won that he might have won (laughs) that vote but I'm, i'm curious about one thing they so the only rule is that your underwear can't be shown. Right. What if you're not wearing any underwear? 
But uh, I guess ooh, it's not against the rules. Yeah. As long as you're coochie. So it seems like they could wear a bikini bottom if they wanted to just wear a bikini bottom to school. Oh, I see what you're saying. Uh, Would the school object to that? The guy should have come in a bikini bottom. Yeah. He is he's kind of sexy. I'm old enough that we didn't have uniforms. I think that started that after my time. But uh, I can promise yeah, you. Yeah, we didn't have them we, either. We didn't have any girls with with their boobies hanging out. Mm, it's uh, different these days. Right. Well, you know, one of the places I frequent the least is any kind of um, – what do you call it? Hardware store, Eddie, uh, do it yourself store. I'm not, I'm not a mechanical guy, and like I get the names wrong, Kristen. Well, if to go in one of those places, technically, you have to have a list. And since you yeah. do not do, I, lists, I don't do lists, it's ridiculous to think you'd ever be in. Yeah, I can't, I'm not saying I've never been in one. I just don't go frequently. Uh, I did go rent a tiller this year because I couldn't get mine to start. But a man is accused of committing more than 100 thefts in Home Depot stores across the country, but he's been arrested. The Ohio police announced on Thursday that Georgia native Antonio Bryant was taken into custody after causing tens of thousands of dollars in losses for the home improvement store. Bryant is accused of committing robberies in Home Depots located in states like Texas and Ohio. Authorities became aware of Bryant's whereabouts after his vehicle was spotted by Ohio police. According to to the department, they had set up surveillance and were able to apprehend Bryant as he was committing his latest theft. The information learned from the arrest will be shared with law enforcement across the country so additional charges can be filed, the department added. So Brian posted bail after being taken to the Allegheny County Jail and is also facing retail theft charges from separate incidents in Cranberry Township. During the alleged thefts, Brian would take ticket switch items, including smoke detectors and digital switches. Y'all know what that is, right? Ticket switch. You need to put your price tag yeah. on. All right. So Home Depot operates over 2,300 stores, and CEO Ted Deckers in a CNBC interview that theft has become a big problem for retail in general and for the Home Depot. He said, this isn't the random shoplifter anymore. A lot of this product is resold on online marketplaces. To combat the issue, he added the company has had to lock up, like Mike's been talking about, a lot of high value items and they're not all big, right? Oh my, it's got my earphones when we're recording remotely. A little bit of box of earphones had had them locked up. And of course, I had to wait 40 minutes to get somebody to help me. But he said, they're not all power tools and generators. You could have a circuit breaker that's 50, 60, 80 bucks. Those are high theft items. But the question for some of the more astute watchers of the issue has been what happens after the large-scale theft is complete. Well, Home Depot in Florida and police can shed light on some of the finer nuances of the organized retail theft problem. A Florida pastor named Robert Dell ran a theft ring. Dell, a pastor who ran a drug recovery program, was arrested in Tampa in August after a seven-month investigation showed that he was behind an organized retail crime ring that sold $3 million worth of stolen merchandise to an eBay account. The 57-year-old Dale has pled not guilty to the charges, but law enforcement officials say that he has been working as a fence or middleman who buys stolen goods and resells them for profit. Common, right? These these people that run it, it's like 
teachers or preachers being pedophiles, these people that run these recovery programs. So go out and do your shit that you, you know that you're doing to support you having. I'll give you fifty cents on a dollar or however, however they do it, right? So uh, the journal report that Dell told the vulnerable people in his recovery program to steal tools like drills and pin nailers from Home Depot all over Florida, so he could resell them online. And he paid the thieves as much as five thousand to ten thousand dollars a day. The fence, wow. right? The fence is crucial," uh, says Scott Glenn, vice president of Asset Protection for Home Depot. A successful organized retail crime organization has to have somebody pulling the string. When taken as a percentage of total retail sales, shrinkage represented a hundred and twelve billion dollars in losses for retailers in twenty twenty two, compared to ninety four billion in losses the previous year. One hundred and twelve billion in losses. That's yep. uh, a full time job. And three million on eBay means that probably six million dollars worth of retail merch. At least, at least. I mean, that's I mean, all. eBay, you're going to get pretty close to what you pay it. You think? Reta- oh yeah, but it's, I mean, you can get close it, to retail if you it. want it to move it fast. So you could you could mark it down. Like you could do it like a buy it now on it, and yeah. yeah, just sell it for some stupid price. But you know, this is an issue all over uh, retail. The retail business. Uh, it if people are wondering why you pay so much for things, uh, retail businesses have to budget in. For theft, that's correct. If you don't budget in for theft, you'll go out of business. Yeah. Uh, when you're when you're a especially a high dollar or, or a high volume retail business and and uh, Home Depot, you it would be staggering their amount of shrinkage every year. Believe it or not, most of it's employee theft. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, the big stuff. Employee theft is check, check really rampant. This happened to me this weekend. Um, and so Amazon evidently is getting in on this now too. The um, I had, you know, about $400 worth of stuff being delivered and the driver takes a, a picture of it where he left it and I'm not worried about it. And they're always good. Right. And I get on there and I look, it's not my fucking house where they left it at. Right. And and I'm like, there's not even a house on, on this, my dirt road. It looks like this. And we went and looked and for it and everything else. And I ended up messaging Cindy and, Oh, Oh, I went to, to, I went how to do the return because I've never had to do one by myself, right? And she told me how to do it, and uh, there's no longer a return thing. So I had to call in to do it, and we got them on the line. And the lady was like, you got to make a police report uh, that those items are stolen. I said, hey, lady, they weren't fucking stolen. Right. Your people put it in the wrong fucking pl- house, and my house doesn't even look like this. And, and she's like, you need a police report. I ended up telling them to go F herself. So I had, I had to, uh, uh, yeah. I have to file a police report. Now in the past on Amazon, if we had anything that was wrong or like they d- delivered wrong or we didn't get it, you know, they immediately would do the refund. I guess they're taking so many licks too. But I'm like, that doesn't make any sense because we, I mean, we, we have boxes every day. I get it. So do uh, we. But if it's if it's delivered. And then stolen. Right. Yes. Yeah, police yeah, report. Yeah. If I it agree. never gets I told, to you. I said, I said lady, I'm a, I, I've been a cop my entire life. And I said, let me ask you this then. I said, back in the day when I was in uniform patrol, insurance companies needed a – you're telling me to get a, a report? I said – I could, you know, give them the file number, and they would give it to the insurance companies, and the insurance companies would get the report. She said, no, I want the whole police report. I said, you go fuck yourself. 
Wow. I, you uh, must have got misses in a really shitty mood. Oh, no, I got Amazon this was supervised because of the first girl's ass I chewed out. And, 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 and I said, <laughs> you escalated talk, it. You let escalated me take it to the supervisor. And, and Cindy is so mad at me when I get on these people. But this time I was right. And, uh, yeah. Lost, well, here's a here's a question, but they can't just track the driver and ask the driver yeah, where yeah, did you yeah, leave? Of course they can. The yeah. freaking deer feeder hey, that was hey, supposed to be call, in your house. Call them. That's what. I that's know. one of the items that it was. I know that, uh, they brought it to my house. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, long story How's short, that new is deer feeder working. They, they, they here's the long and short of it is Cindy ended up making a post on social media in one of the lifers actually drove for UPS and and she said. I'll call in because she, she tried, but this, she, she handles all that stuff. I, I don't do it and I don't do well with it. I <laughs> uh, get anxiety and shit. I'm going to kill a motherfucker. And uh, so she ended up calling UPS and they pulled her on hold and then finally got on and then they hung up on her. After oh, yeah, that's a common thing yeah, too. Yeah, right. Is that manging up? Like, not my problem. Never get back to that person. But the, a lifer uh, who works for you, uh, the brown truck people, the, you know, I don't do names. The, um, she ended up calling in and found that, finding out where where it was left at. So, so you got it. I did end up getting it, yeah. <laughs> but I'd already made the order, replacement order, and it came in yesterday. So you got two orders now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Boy, they got, got you good. You got backups. I'm wondering, if you, if you are going through a self-checkout, yeah. And you've switched tags oh. on all your items. Ah, that's a good point. That's why I don't I don't touch those things. They scare me. I wonder, they've, they've got to do something to protect it, themselves from that. I mean, it can't be that have easy. Apprehension when they have those things they have to decode before you walk out of the store. Every time I get to the freaking gate, I'm like, oh, I don't want it to ring. You know what I'm talking about? Mm-hmm. Like, uh, yeah, the Bass Pro, and they got to descan it. it and over the magnet. I hate to walk that door and go, I'm like, yeah, I'm not, and sometimes I'm not they'll tell you it's gonna. It happens in Office Depot to me. I don't really? Oh yeah, that's crazy. They can't deactivate nothing over there. Yeah, mm-hmm. sounds like you guys are. Uh, Sorry to be so long winded on that, but uh, evidently it's a real problem. Amazon. Oh, it's a big problem for all these big box retailers for yeah. sure, um, and a big problem for the delivery services. Let's talk about the beast. The beast. I had never heard of the beast. I got the beast. A, and the Beast was a prolific Colombian serial killer who confessed to murdering, get this, more than 190 I think I children oh, no, I during the 1990s. This guy died Thursday in a prison hospital in Colombia. He was 66 years old. His name, Luis Alfredo Garavito. He was nicknamed the Beast, and he confessed to having murdered children between the ages of 8 and 16, mostly from low-income families whom he kidnapped and abused by posing as a monk, a homeless person, or a street vendor. The National Penitentiary and Prison Institute said that Garavito died in a hospital in northern Colombia where he had remained in prison. The cause of death was not immediately revealed. Here is a... Picture of the beast. Let's see that. Nice. And Garavito was born in 1957 in the Quindio 
region of Colombia, which is broadly viewed as the coffee growing capital of the world. The Beast worked as an adult in the coffee industry, which led him to travel throughout the country. His job caused him to spend time in 11 different regions or departments, as they call them, throughout Colombia. As he traveled to new areas, he abused and killed miners. The authorities began to follow his trail when they noticed similarities in the cases of disappearances of miners across three separate departments or regions, the Piera, the uh, Armenia, and Tunya uh, uh, departments. Garavito was arrested in April of 1999 on an attempted rape charge, but when an investigating judge asked him if he was the killer of 114 children whose bodies were found in 59 Colombian towns beginning in 1994, Garavito admitted the crimes and begged to be forgiven. Then he confessed to more murders amounting to more than 190. That same year, Garavito apologized to the families of the victims in a court hearing. Quote, I want to ask for forgiveness for everything I did, and I'm going to confess, yes, I killed them, and not only those, I killed others, he said. In recent years, Garavito's release from prison was considered imminent. After serving three, how, how could a guy who kills 190 kids yeah, get out of prison? Get out of effing prison. Different laws. In 2021, then President Ivan Duque rejected the possibility of him regaining his freedom and assured that uh, assured everyone that during his uh, administration he would have to stay in prison. I wonder since uh, Duque's presidency was coming to an end whether this guy's death could be tied to I don't know, you know somebody thinking he was going to be allowed out or something I mean, that's just ridiculous i know one thing that the beast knows what hell is hot yeah he's gonna feel it he's burning well, it's not hot enough well hell is hot and forever yep murder by you or hashtag murder by you beast boy Sick. Yep. All right, we got a little update for you on uh, on a case, and actually, this was supposed to occur today. It did not, uh, but hopefully soon. But it it is definitely occurring, and that is Jordan Vandersloot is expected to plead guilty to his involvement in an extortion plot connected to Natalie Holloway's disappearance. And her family's lawyer says the deal will require him, get this, to reveal how the Alabama teen died. I need that in my life. Finally. How many years ago was that? It that was, was 2012. Early, well, no, the, the Natalie Holloway disappeared back in the 90s. Yeah, two, well, yeah, right 2005 right. is yeah. it was her uh, – was it 2000? Disappearance, yeah. The, her, she graduated in 2005. Okay, well, then I was already a detective. And I, I still, that case fascinated. I wanted to go to Rue and find her. Yeah, 2012 was when they actually declared her dead. Yeah. Uh, but the plea agreement was conditioned upon that, upon how she died and how her body was disposed of. I need, I need that. Holloway's disappearance on vacation in Aruba with classmates celebrating their high school graduation in 2005 and an Alabama probate court did declare her dead in 2012. Vander Dutch National has long been considered a suspect in Holloway's slaying and a federal grand jury indicted him in 2010 on two counts of wire fraud and extortion. He was extradited to the U.S. in June to face those allegations and demanded $250,000 from her family in exchange for information about her to disappearance what a this, fucking ass this is why he's locked up for killing that other chick 
Yeah. 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 He was scheduled for a plea and sentencing hearing today before U.S. District Judge, Judge uh, Anna Mancuso of Birmingham, Alabama, but it was suddenly rescheduled, which most likely means the government has reached a deal to avoid trial. It's not clear what charges he will plead to. Vandersloot was already in custody in Peru after he was convicted of killing a Peruvian college student right. in 2010. So it looks like finally. After all uh, this time, need to know. he's going to admit to it, and he's going to say how he did it I'm, and what happened. I'll tell you what he did. He, I think he, he choked her to death and then disposed uh, of her body in the offshore. I mean, he was from there. He knew where the caves and, and the you know the washings and everything were. Um, in in a situation like that, where somebody's in a foreign prison on another crime and then gets convicted U.S. on yeah, a different crime, t- t- you're supposed to. Finish your time there and then get shipped. But I, I can assure you, the only reason Bandersloot is doing this because he wants out of that Peruvian prison, mm. right? And yeah. I'm sure that's part of the deal. Is mm, you get me to the states in one of your nice federalized prisons, and I, I'll take anything you want. But he might come back. I don't think he'd be treated all that nicely in a U.S. prison, would he? Well, maybe well, compared to federal, federal prisons are not like state prisons. I mean, you can still get killed and stuff. But if you have any kind of problems whatsoever, they ship you in the middle of the night the next night to another prison and bum fuck each of So, um, all right. Let me take you back to, well, let's go to New York City. Get a rope. Um, a man was shot and killed inside a Midtown after-hour strip club early Sunday, sending barely clothed women sprinting out of the venue screaming. Again, gunfire, clear crowd. Officers responded to 7th Avenue in Koreatown around 5.30 a.m. and found a 32-year-old man with a gunshot wound to the head. Girls were naked. Screaming, right? Girls were naked, screaming, saying someone got killed. A lot of people ran into the store over there to get dressed. They were naked. A security guard who works in a nearby building. Yeah, by the way, security guard in New York is unlikely to use the word naked. Yeah, right? <laughs> the security guard who works in a nearby building told the New York Post. The victim was later identified as Stephen Mushington of Harlem. Cops did not immediately provide a description of the suspect and said no one had been arrested. People were saying, he's dead. He's dead. He's dead. They were crying. They were jumping over his body. Right? The building located near West 30th Street houses the Foxy Fitness and Pole Training Studio. Yeah, that's amazing. There's somebody uh, that Mike's just showing me their logo. Uh, Fine-looking fine establishment. Foxy for Fitness sure. and Pole Training Studio, which closes at 5 p.m. And now, earlier, they said it was 5.30 a.m. So, law enforcement sources said it's also home to an after-hour strip club, which another local security guard noted was known in the neighborhood as a bad place. Mm. Uh, I've been in a couple of these. Uh, um, the so, worst. Foxy trains them during the day? And I don't then- know. Let me tell you something. If anybody ever calls a strip club a bad place, you know it's freaking shady. And the the one I went in on a homicide uh, was in the middle of nowhere. It, the, it was a pl- piece of plywood on cinder blocks, and the lady uh, on stage that was dancing was at least eight months pregnant. Oh come on! I'm serious. Anyway, wow. I, I, I was there to question somebody on a homicide, but. 
that place was definitely sketchy. Anyway, um, just last month, police were called to a shots fired alert inside the venue. No one was hit in the melee, which broke out around 5 a.m. Saturday. No arrests have been made in connection with that shooting. Wow. He be dead. Bad. He be dead. Yeah. Foxy. Yeah. Five. Look, that's another thing. If you're in a strip club at 530 in the morning, you know you fucked up. Yeah. No, right? Not, I mean, there's nothing good can be right, happening. Not at in 530 in the morning. So. Why are so many dogs suffering from health issues? Actress Katherine Heigl, who's helped save over 16,000 dogs through her foundation, says she's seen more health issues with the dog's joints, odors, and health than ever before. And after doing a ton of research, she feels there's one place we can look to improve any dog's health. What she discovered is that the way many dog foods are made can actually create toxins that could be wrecking our dog's health. And this is true for many premium brands. Fortunately, she found that just by adding a few special superfoods to her dog's food, she saw huge transformations in their health. She's made a 20-minute video explaining step-by-step how anyone can do the same thing to see incredible changes in their dog's health. Now, my dog, Phoebe, is the queen of our house, and I can tell you that her health is extremely important to us. She is a part of our family. I watched the video, y'all, and I was amazed by the things I didn't know that could impact your dog's health. This 20-minute video is packed full of tips that I've already started with my dog, Phoebe. I'm noticing more energy, healthier skin and coat. If you want to keep your dog healthy and happy, go to badlandsfood.com RLRC and watch Catherine's video right now. Again, that's B-A-D-L-A-N-D-S-F-O-O-D.com slash R-L-R-C. Hey, y'all. My wife's biggest struggle this past year was fighting the symptoms associated with menopause. Hot flashes, mild mood swings, and sleeplessness. She had them all until she tried Hormone Harmony. She was amazed at how much Hormone Harmony reduced her symptoms and supported her mood and her general well-being. Hormone Harmony is not just a supplement for women going through perimenopause, menopause, or postmenopause. It's become a phenomenon. Women cannot stop talking about it on social media. A bottle of Hormone Harmony is sold every 24 seconds. Hormone Harmony contains science-backed herbal extracts called adaptogens. Now, here's the beauty about adaptogens. They help the body adapt to any stressors like chaotic hormonal changes that happen naturally throughout a woman's life. So hormone harmony isn't just for menopause. Any woman with symptoms of hormonal imbalances can take it. But it's perfect for those horrible menopause symptoms that put a woman's life on hold. Hot flashes and night sweats, racing thoughts and low moods, poor sleep and feeling tired all the time, occasional bloating and gas, no desire to be in bed next to someone, if you know what I mean. Yeah, Hormone Harmony can help with all of these things. For a limited time, you can get 15% off your entire first order at happymammoth.com. Just use the code RLRC at checkout. That's happymammoth.com and use the code RLRC for 15% off today.
Well, let's stay in New York, and we're going to go to my place of birth, Suffolk County, New York, where I lived for many years. A Long Island man was fatally shot by police on Tuesday after the victim allegedly confronted officers with swords. This is according to statements from Suffolk County. How do you say police. swords? Swords. Say it again. Swords. Swords. Some people call it swords. Swords. That's how it's spelled, swords. But yeah, I said I, I called shit for that one time. I, I said swords and then said swords. <laughs> I'm like, what the fuck does it matter? You're all right. Sorry. Long, sharp knives. Yes. Potato, potato. <laughs> swords. We just disagree. The victim has been identified <laughs> by police as 54 year old Alan Weber. Officers responded to a 911 call on Tuesday evening about Weber, quote, acting violent at home. When the police arrived, Weber refused to leave the home and meet with the officers outside. Weber was allegedly screaming and breaking items, so officers attempted to enter his house. As the officers entered, Weber allegedly wielded two swords, or swords, at them. Here's a picture of uh, Mr. Weber, who looks surprisingly right. normal to be the multi-sword-wielding. Well, in response, <laughs> an officer tased him. But this did not immediately subdue Weber. Weber again advanced toward the officer. Swords at gunfight. Uh, Weber was wearing a fencing mask, so this guy's coming at them with a full <laughs> fencing Holy mask shit. on and two swords. On God, and the taser didn't work. So logically, right. what are you going to do? When it became clear that Weber was not going to stop until he stabbed the officers, they shot and killed him. Good. Bye-bye. It's unclear how many shots were fired and how many hit Weber, but a neighbor commented, quote, enough to make sure he went down. Police recovered two fencing swords at the scene. Neighbors said they had seen Weber acting erratically all throughout the afternoon, approaching different neighbors' houses. This is according to NBC TV in New York. Those familiar with him said he suffered from mental illness, according to Fencing Tracker. I bet you guys... We're not familiar with Fencing Tracker, but according to Fencing Tracker, which is a website that has a roster of fencers, Weber had recently competed in a fencing tournament in New York in April. He's listed as being affiliated with the Manhattan Fencing Center. I don't think he's affiliated with them any longer. I'm on the board. He, uh, on a, for that organization, he was never affiliated. Okay, well, the, the, uh, the Attorney General's office continues to investigate this incident, but, you know, if you've got the fencing mask on and two swords and you haven't gone down with a taser and you're still coming at the yeah, officers, he was on something. I think uh, that you got that what you had coming to you. That'd be bad. Yeah, he was on some some something be able to i mean what the hell man with the mask um, on and everything two swords and you're gonna charge them but you think it's gonna happen they're gonna just leave they're gonna pull out a sword yeah. and actually i've been waiting for this <laughs> i wanted to take fencing when i was a kid yeah yeah didn't have them where i was located uh not too many fencers in louisiana right. Yeah, right. <laughs> i could have been an olympic champion that's right that's right you yeah. missed your calling right. in most cases gun beats sword yeah, I would say it all, just about. You can now take off that belt and move freely around the cabin. All right, we're bringing you a mile-high crime, and this is actually a serious one, y'all, and uh, we're going to get a pit, uh, 
Pennsylvania, Philadelphia, actually. <laughs> Mike's house. Mike's Mike's. I was probably at the Philly airport when this went down. One man has been arrested, and at least two other people are being sought in an airport parking garage shooting that killed a Philadelphia police officer and injured another last week. Yabroni Fernandez, 18, of Camden County, New Jersey, was arrested before dawn on Monday in Cherry Hill, New Jersey, and was being held in that state on a fugitive warrant. Authorities said officers Richard Mendez and Raul Ortiz had just arrived at work around 11 p.m. last Thursday when they heard breaking glass and saw several people breaking into a car in the parking lot at Philadelphia International Airport. A confrontation ensued, and two officers and one of the suspects were shot. Mendez, 50, who had been on the force for more than two decades, was shot four times and pronounced dead at the hospital. Officers say the slain officer's handcuffs were placed on the suspect at the time of his arrest. I thought that was very fitting. Ortiz, a 20-year veteran of the force, was shot once in the arm and released from the hospital Saturday. Authorities uh, said the suspects fled in an SUV reported stolen a week ago and was later seen at the hospital dropping off 18-year-old Jesus Duran, who authorities said was believed to be involved in the confrontation with the officers. Duran had been shot in the chest, abdomen, and left arm and was pronounced dead at 11.30 on Thursday. Police believed Duran had at least three accomplices and believed one of them was responsible for firing the firearm that shot all three of these individuals. Uh, Venner, uh, who is the county commissioner, uh, deputy commissioner, said this at a news conference on Monday that police haven't determined whether the individual is Fernandez or one of the others are being sought. But just uh, crazy. Horrible They're situation. not going to have any police left in that city. Uh, Who's going to want, I mean, it, it has become, I mean, cause there are really nice suburbs surrounding Philly, yeah. but think about all the crime stories that, I mean, folks, it's not that we're seeking Philadelphia crime stories over right, right. Chicago or Dallas or Detroit, whatever. Right. It's that they are in the news every single day. I don't know how you, you, you can recruit people into that department at this point. Mm, I don't know either. You can now take off that belt and move freely around the cabin. Oh, yeah. It's Kinky Crimes. Woody looks excited about this story. I see the way he's... This one's one's different. A a Kinky Crimes Wednesday. This one's kind of... Maybe a little funny, but kind of disturbing. Uh, so <laughs> I would say a, a Columbus man sure. <laughs> with a urine fetish will stay on house oh, arrest God. on okay. house arrest and not get the jail time he asked for after repeatedly harassing his probation officer on the phone earlier this month. Right? I mean, you're gonna, you're gonna harass your probation officer, but Alan Padden, fifty nine. And his 87-year-old mother left several ranting messages for his probation officer, uh, Cheryl Titus, and for Michael Keller, the chief of the Delaware Municipal Court probation. But he also tested positive for methamphetamines. Ah, right? Padden was on probation for a criminal mischief 
conviction in February after he was found loitering in a Lewis Center Burger King bathroom and clogging the toilets. Okay. Stay, stay tuned. The plot thickens. He was acquitted on a charge of collecting bodily substances, a law that was crafted with him in mind after he I'm was... I'm seriously right, getting nauseous right, as you're telling the story. In mind after he was found <laughs> attempting to collect urine last year. So what he was doing was stopping up the, the toilets, and, and you have to go in there and use them, and he'd go in after you and get your shit. But he was sentenced in February to... Or your piss in this right, case. Right, 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 right. <laughs> Literally, I mean, that, I, no, well... Maybe any any body of fluids that was dessert. He was sentenced in February to thirty days in jail and five years of house arrest and GPS monitoring. He is forbidden from using public restrooms. Well, in Delaware Municipal Court today, Patton's attorney Christopher Soon asked that his client, who has been held since being arrested, serve the remaining nineteen days in jail on the violation and be relieved of his probation restrictions. Assistant City Prosecutor said Patton would rather serve the jail term so he can be free to offend again. He wants to go out and do what got him in trouble, he said. <laughs> oh, my right? God. Patton, who said he was frustrated and ashamed of what he said in the phone messages, insisted he had no intention of pursuing his fetish. Patton's criminal record dates back to 1978 with charges that include voyeurism, public indecency, criminal mischief, and rape. 1993, he was labeled a sex offender and served nearly five years in prison after being convicted for fondling boys while trying to collect urine. What what the hell with this guy? After his 2009 conviction for criminal mischief when he was caught collecting urine at a sporting event, state legislators made it a first-degree misdemeanor to collect any bodily substances without consent or for non-medical purposes weird bra disgusting yeah uh, you know and it, the thing with this guy is they literally wrote a law oh, around right, him right right and he so still, there can't be many people at the end of that they, they, i'm like he's he'd rather do his time hard time get a hard out so he's not on paper so they didn't get drug tested anymore and he can go back and use the bathrooms or do whatever oh, he's doing that, in the bathroom uh, they make all types. It takes all kinds to make the world go round. That's your kinky crime. God, I know we've talked about worse on this show, but just the... That's pretty heavy. That's a uh, a small market. <laughs> I guess you yeah. know. I mean, there ain't many. I ain't heard of a whole lot of people. Oh, give me some banjos. I need to be cured. Good Lord. Banjo. Do you guys know what you get when you cross a tourist with a moron? Um, a toron. A moronic tourist. Yeah, yeah. You get a toron, which is exactly what the people You're up right. at, up at up. <laughs> Yellowstone Park uh, refer to these people as torons. There's I'm even there. a popular Instagram account called Torons of Yellowstone. Mm. Over the weekend, the account shared a video showing what happens when a couple of overserved Torons encounter one of Mother Nature's gifts. In this case, the adult male moose. I figured that. Mm. You don't fuck with the moose. The video shows 
Mr. 0.24 and Mr. 0.28 getting closer and closer to an adult moose. The person who shot the video is warning them to stay away from the moose. As they ignore him, the man becomes more insistent and more animated. He lit into the shit-faced Nimrods with with expletive after expletive, but their torment of the moose continued. Mm -hmm. The man filming and his friend noted the huge creature was a wild animal. Let it be wild, one said. The other said it was getting scared. Then one of the Torons finally got too close and the moose turned on them. The Torons were not identified and somehow they avoided major injuries other than uh, the pain of being humiliated on social media as hundreds of thousands have viewed the video, uh, which we will post and we will also uh, understand a healthy fine was imposed on these guys as well. The moose actually uh, injure more people than any other wild animal mm-hmm. in the Americas, mm-hmm. which shocked me. Hippos and uh, other ones, but, but not in America. Well, probably not in America. Not in America right. uh, unless... There's some living in some neighborhoods I'm unfamiliar with. Woody's got a they, hip they, I, got a, uh, I have one. I moose are the largest <laughs> member of the deer family and can run 35 miles per Shit, they're hour. Really they're they're big, huge, wow. man. Big creature to run 35 miles per hour. Well, yeah, right. let's serenade our Torons with some well-deserved banjos. And 35 miles an hour. Hey, you want a big, big animal to run that fast. That's yes. Crazy. They stole what? Why they steal Jim Chapman? Well, Woody Everton, they may have a warrant out for your arrest. Uh-oh. Oh, shit. In Florida, an investigation is underway after burglars used tractor trailers to steal more than $1.6 million worth of alcohol. Oh. Mm. From a distribution company. Notice Woody got real quiet right there. He might have something to do with that. I was at your house. (laughs) From a distribution company that carries brands including Jose Cuervo and Malibu. That's Mike's shit. Yeah. Malibu. Malibu. The theft began during the early morning hours at Republic National Distributing Company located in Hillsborough County, south of Tampa. Between 4.10 a.m. and 9.45 a.m., the thieves removed, get this, 4,277 cases of liquor from the company that distributes alcohol from Fonzia Wines and Sutter Home Winery. The thieves, currently unknown, also removed digital video recorders used by the alcohol distributor for video surveillance purposes. Inside job. Located in Gibsonton, Florida, RNDC is one of the nation's largest wine and spirit distributors with 14,000 employees in 38 states. Uh, We were unable to comment at this time because this is an active law enforcement investigation that from the company using surveillance video from nearby business and convenience stores. uh, The sheriff's office deputies were able to identify the tractor trailers used in the burglary and deputies later found additional surveillance video from a tractor trailer storage facility that showed three tractor trailers used to remove the cases of alcohol. That's definitely some. They stole what? Yes, it is. Organized element hit. I'm going to tell you. They had three truck drivers on yeah. top of the people that loaded trucks. Yeah. And you, and you know where the cameras are. Yeah. Inside job. Sounds like it. I think. Yeah. Uh, over a million dollars is a pretty good lick. Yeah. That's a good lick. Somebody's drunk yeah, to this day. Right. <laughs> 
the Malibu and pineapple. It's probably yeah. like four college guys, and they got like you know when you yeah. had your college dorm or whatever. Yeah. It's just nothing but alcohol, alcohol in there. Yeah. <laughs> Where are we going to hide four thousand cases right. of Jose Cuervo? Oh, shit, that's a lot. Jesus Christ. Well, any final thoughts? There's just that. Um, the, oh, I, I'm right. sorry. No, no, you first. Suzanne Summers died. I was I sad I to hear that. I know. I ever tell you the a year she, she was Three's Company, so, yeah. <laughs> you know, and, and John Ritter. Three's Company had no bras. No, no, no she didn't. And, and John Ritter, who was the star yeah, of that, movie film, too. he died a long time ago. Yeah. He died really young. Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know what happened to the black-headed one. Uh, um, uh, Joe Joyce Dewitt. I think she's still there. Wow, Jim pulling a name out there you, from there a you go. 1976. Was that on Mr. Pink? Or, or, or Mr. Sp- Mr. Skin, Spank, not, Skin. I don't, yeah. I don't think Joyce DeWitt was uh, Mr. Skin material. Yeah. Uh, she was cute. Well, she, she was cute. Sure. I, don't, I don't think she ever did. I think she had any... a bowl cut. Her hair looked like she, she cut by herself. Yeah. Well, that would be. Uh, <laughs> That's cold. I, I forget. <laughs> I, she, I, she didn't have a bra either, though. No. I forget her husband's name, but her husband posted some stuff that was, hey, Don that was pretty. Uh, unbelievable about their relationship and about you know, Susan Summers. Well, could, she had she, she had cancer for years. Yeah, she's and in class. Years. She's been battling uh, health problems for oh. for decades, and they just had this amazing relationship and and oh, uh, truly a great love story. She was uh, one of my faves. Yeah, rest yeah. in peace. Rest in peace. For sure, icon, American icon, right. for sure. No doubt about it. The American graffiti Don, scene. Don I mean, that was her first. Uh, scene was that. she was the girl in the convertible at the end of American Graffiti. I didn't know that either. Huh? Don Knotts was the Mike landlord. dating Mike dating himself as well. Don think. Knotts was what the landlord? Really? Uh, uh, you don't remember? That? Yeah, I do. Now that you mentioned it, yeah. He so I thought about John that. Ritter had he to play like so he was gay to to have um, two female roommates because the landlord wouldn't allow. That's him. right. One of my Mr. Mr. Roper. Yeah, Mr. Roper. <laughs> oh, yeah. So it, it changed. Uh, what Don, Don I, uh, oh, No, maybe not. He might have. Yeah. I think it was. I Don think Nuss, he. I think it, Mr. Yeah. Roper had that that funky blue suit. Uh, yeah, seventy yeah. suit with the. the Did Don Knotts yeah. pass away while they were. I don't know. Uh, but my. I used to watch it every afternoon. I, one of my favorite movies as a kid was a movie where Don Knotts falls overboard and becomes a dolphin. And he's like, oh, he's a, that, a yeah. car- it's called the incredible Mr. Limp. Yes, he, yes, yes. And I saw he it. helps the U S Navy. He becomes like the secret yeah. weapon of the U S Navy. Better, but, better than that. Saw every one of them when Don Knotts was the gunslinger, but it was, a, it was a comedy. Oh, <laughs> I'm like, the, uh, I can't remember the name of it, Don but Don I, take Don Knotts back to, to, Opie, what's his name? Oh, Mayberry. Andy Griffith. Andy, Andy Barney Griffith. Fife. But but uh, was uh, something gang? And Don Knotts was in it. It was it was black the gang and white. That couldn't shoot straight. Uh, I might have to look it up. I'll let y'all know next episode. It, 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 I used to love that shit. Huh? I heard really love. He was a great it. supporting cast member. Yeah, he was. You know him between him and the guy on the honeymoon, Art Corning, probably the two best oh, yeah, funny yeah, guys yeah, yeah. as supporting mm-hmm. cast guys. Yep. All right, well, well, Ralph Malfin yeah. and Potsy. Come yeah. on, how, how about Ralph Malfin? How about Chevy Chase and uh, what's his name in Caddyshack? What's oh, yeah. Well, there's a movie. That's a movie. Feel the bubble. Cinderella story. Cinderella story. 
<laughs> Rat's ass. And then crowd goes wild. Crowd goes wild. Oh, what a shot. The guy throwing up in the, and the kid throwing up in the open roof of the Porsche. And the guy gets in the seat and slides down. <laughs> He drank the cut. The, he was going around drinking everybody's wine. And one had all cigarette butts in it. Yeah, I'm going off on a tangent. All right, we're going to get out of here. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, did the the guy, the kid that played Danny? Yeah. And I just was he in Eastbound and Down? Was he in some episodes of East? Mm, I saw him in something. I was binging, uh, and he's like, you know, he's 40 years I, later. I would trying to remember what the heck it was, but because you never saw that guy do. At least right. I don't remember ever right. seeing him do another thing. But anyway. Well. All right. All right. Thank you all, love, and appreciate each and every one of you. Please continue to like and share and all that good podcaster shit we're supposed to say. That's right. And until next time, I'm Jim Chapman. And I'm Woody Overton. And I'm Mike Agavino. For Real Life, Real Crime Daily. Peace. Peace. Aglets. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.